When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents the Betches Brides Podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed, because after all, it's only one day of your life. What up, Betches? Welcome back to another episode of our weekly podcast, Betches Brides. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker. And right now joining me, I have, I mean, we are, we know each other for a minute. Uh, Her name is Sarah Merrill. You probably know her as Big Kid Problems. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for um, having me back, I should say. I don't know. Wait, wait, when was the last time we – I think I did your podcast. You did my podcast. I actually came on Betches Brides a couple months ago, but I was um, – you weren't there. I was with Ashley. Okay, okay. You're cheating on me. Ashley's cheating on me. You're cheating on me. Well, thank <laughs> you for coming back on Betches Brides. So Sarah is a blogger, influencer, podcaster who was planning on getting married in July of 2020, and now your wedding is postponed until when, girl? Uh, June, 2021, Damn. almost a whole year. When did you pull the plug? I pulled the plug a couple weeks ago. Um, it was terrible. I mean, the last few months have just been like a ride of watching the news 12 hours a day, like yeah. waiting for some pieces of good news and, and, and hoping that things were going to like make a drastic turnaround. And of course they didn't exactly go that way. So, right. um, yeah, my fiance and I decided just, just a couple weeks ago, but I, honestly, after pulling the plug, I feel so much better. I bet you do. Well, here's the thing. You know what's interesting? And I'm going to ask you about this. And maybe it's different because weddings are such big groups of people gathering. But, um, like, I just feel like there's really no, like, um, guidelines. And everything is, like, state to state. And, like, there's no clear-cut rules or, like, guidelines or, you know, like, what to-dos. Like, I was even debating going home for Memorial Day to visit my mom because it's her birthday. And like, we've been quarantining, they've been quarantining, but I just like, I didn't feel right about it. And my mom is like super sad about it, which breaks my fucking heart. But like, at the end of the day, it's like, I'm like, mom, I like, I need someone to tell me it's okay. (laughs) And no one's telling me it's okay. And that's just for a weekend for my mom's birthday. And that doesn't involve planning and money. So I can't even, I have been so stressed over going, not going to my mom's birthday. Ultimately, we realized we couldn't go because our car is not registered and the DMV is closed. So now we're just stuck forever again. But um, I mean, I've been so stressed over that small thing. So I can, I actually have found like, incredible 
empathy within the last, you know, week for all the brides. Cause if that stressed me out, I mean, I've been crying every day. I, oh can't, even, I can't even imagine how stressed you guys have been during the it, wedding process. It's, it's pretty crazy. And honestly, like I was stressed even before all this happened, like wedding planning alone is stressful. You know, yes. I was, I was not, I was straight up not having a good time. <laughs> then all of this happened. I mean, it was crazy. And like you said, I mean, that's the worst part of the whole thing is that there's so much uncertainty around it. Right. And every state is different. You know, like we were getting married in a state outside of where we live. Like there's just so many factors that go into, you know, deciding if something's going to be okay or not. And it's the not knowing that really just drives you nuts. So I also feel incredible empathy for every other Corona bride because what I found is everybody's situation is so different and it's impacting all of us in different ways, but all of them pretty much suck. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, a lot of my friends that were planning on having weddings, they were holding on for dear mm-hmm. life to their dates. And a lot of them have been like, fuck it. And have just been like, we're just going to postpone, you know, because it's like, I think again, it's this uncertainty, this stress. It's, it's, it's like, you're just self-torture. We actually had an expert on a couple weeks ago who said that she felt like the, like the date to decide to continue or postpone that she was giving her brides was June 1st, like giving them just like a little respite of like, just wait till June 1st and then we'll make decisions. But a lot of brides like you were deciding like, just screw it. Let's just make the call now. So yeah, that's what my, it's funny. Cause actually, you know, like I said, we were watching the news every day, every day leading up to making the decision was just painful and stressful. Like trying to see what was going to happen. And my fiance said the same thing. He's like, look, I can't have you sitting in front of the TV, like crying every day. We're going to pick a date that we need to make the decision by. So we originally, we picked that date. He's like, I think two months before our wedding, we're going to have to make the call. So that was like our set. That was like our set time that we needed to make the decision by. And that helped a little bit because we were like, okay, I can't, I can't cry like weeks before this. Like I need to wait and see exactly how things are going to look. But we actually ended up calling it like even before that due date we gave ourselves. Well, let me ask you, when you were watching the news, what were you looking for? (laughs) I mean, we were looking for like any signs of if the the states were going to open up back up, if stay-at-home orders were going to be lifted, Um, you know, also checking the CDC because every state had different guidelines on like how many people you can have in a a gathering. Like they have like mass gathering laws. So even where we were, like I live in um, Nashville now, like Tennessee's laws for mass gatherings are much different than California where we're getting married. Right. So it's just like looking at all the information we can to try and make the best decision we could. And then also, let me ask you a question about like your, your feelings about flying right now, just in general, because I know like, I know people due to tragic circumstances have been like having to fly like cross country. Um, but like, and, and, and people are flying, you know, it, it's, it's a thing, but were you guys just like absolutely not comfortable flying or asking other people to fly for your wedding? Well, that was honestly probably one of the biggest um, decision makers for us because we we kind of feel comfortable flying. Like we fly all the time um, normally in our lives. And from what I've heard, you know, the airports are pretty much empty during this time. But we, our, our wedding was kind of a destination for all of our guests. And we did not feel comfortable asking all of our guests, asking our like little 80 year old grandmas to get on airplanes during this time. So that was actually a big thing. And I mean, we also took into consideration where people were flying from. Right. You know, I lived in New York for a lot of years. Like we had friends coming from New York, which is like the number one hotspot for this thing. Uh, we had friends coming from LA, South Florida, again, like all of these like hot areas. And we're like, it's really irresponsible right. to bring all of these people, get them on airplanes 
and then put them all in a room together. Like we just, we couldn't, we couldn't feel Mm -mm. comfortable doing that. And like, knowing that we were putting even one person at risk. And did you get any like pushback from family, friends to postpone or not to postpone? Oh my God. Yes. I mean, (laughs) for the most part, for the most part, I'd say everyone was really supportive. Um, Postponing. (laughs) For postponing. Yeah. People are like, thank you. Yes. Um, We don't, we don't need to travel at this point. Um, But we, I mean, we still got pushback. I mean, my family wasn't super thrilled because that's the thing. I mean, well, you have a couple options through this, right? Like it's not just you postpone or cancel your wedding. Right. I mean, my family was really pushing for us to actually like just get married. Okay. They're Why? like, you guys, they're like, they want us. I mean, my parents, like they want me to start having babies. Like, there 10 you years ago. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a Jew. I got a Jewish mother. She's like, we need grandkids. Every time I talk to her, I'm like, I literally just called to ask what your email is, you know, like <laughs> all the time, getting shit right. from her all the time. So they, they've been pushing us to just go ahead and get married and start making babies and then worry about the party later. Right. But we, we, we want, we just felt like we wanted to really hold on and have the wedding that we've been dreaming about. And that is totally your right. You know, I feel like right now more than ever, I, I feel like weddings historically have shockingly actually not been for the bride and groom it's for everybody fucking else but i think now brides and grooms are like no shut up it's our day so this is good that's still i i always every podcast try to find the silver lining to all this (laughs) chaos so maybe that's the silver lining of this podcast is that brides and grooms are actually finding their voice in the midst of all this craziness uh, with their families who maybe would have pushed them around a little bit more if things were under normal circumstances. That's very true. And I actually think like weddings moving forward, because we're obviously, we're going to have to make some changes right. to our wedding. And like my mentality has definitely shifted from like, oh, we need to have these things to like, fuck it. You know, <laughs> like I don't need like an 80 foot balloon garland. You know, I don't <laughs> need like all of these things. Like I think, I think, and I think people's expectations will shift too. Like I, in a good I, way, I, like you feel different. less. So like, so explain those differences. Like what, like, like, are you scale? Cause some brides are scaling up, but other brides are scaling back down. So which direction are you going in? Oh, really? I'm surprised people are scaling up because I, at least for me, like I feel kind of guilty. I'm like, here we are in a huge economic crisis. And like, a lot of our, you know, people we know have, you know, been furloughed or had yeah. pay cuts and, you know, it's un- there's uncertainty around like what's going to happen. So I'm kind of in the camp of like, we don't need like a very f- like extraordinary, like frivolous wedding. Like, let's just get back to basics um, and get our people there, have a lot of fun. Um, and, and we don't, I, I, I just kind of wanted to scale back a little bit. And so can you, can you share without giving too much weight, like what you're scaling back on? Like the, like where, cause obviously if you're postponing, you're working with your vendors, right? You're making changes. So first mm-hmm. things first, how has it been working with your vendors? Like overall? Honestly, um, I've actually been really pleasantly surprised. Like I was really scared going through this process because everybody knows, I mean, the plan planning is, is so stressful and, and there's so much that goes into it. And I was like, Ugh, if I have to lose my deposits or start the process all over again with other vendors, like this is going to be such a headache. Um, but everybody was actually really, really easy and like under very understanding. Um, and especially since we pushed our wedding back pretty far, we need to hear. Yeah, we had we had um, open availability with all of our vendors. That was kind of the reason we pushed as long as we did too. Um, so we had a date that we could fit everybody and um, you know make it make it a little bit easier on ourselves. So what are you scaling back on? So what what things have you been like? You know what we don't need that. 
So, I mean, to be honest, I haven't like officially scaled back anything, but there's just like a few extra, you know, like decor situations that we had. I'm like, I don't think we really need that. Um, And we're changing, we're changing up actually, not even necessarily scaling back, but just changing some of the things in our wedding, like making it, because that's another factor that we, none of us considered is we're going to have to like kind of make make it a little bit different because of like social distance. And I mean, hopefully things are back to normal by then, but our, our wedding planner has suggested making a couple changes, like things like the, you know, we are going to have, we, we live in Nashville. So we are going to have like a barbecue hot chicken, um, situation like buffet style, like everybody get in barbecue and, you know, like we're probably going to have to change that and, um, make it a little bit more, um, you know, plated or something like that just to be a little bit more conscious. I didn't even think of that stuff. Yeah. Like buffets and like those, like where people walk up to those sushi stations, it's like, maybe not. Right. That's nuts. I mean, I know it's these little things that we have never really thought about. Like we've been living in such a germy world, you know? I know. (laughs) Looking back, I'm like, wow. Um, I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. It it is interesting to see how that's all going to change in the future, just in our normal lives. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E. F-O-O-D-S dot com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry? Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. But also another thing that we were thinking of changing is because we didn't consider this either and our wedding planner brought it up, but even just everybody on the dance floor. Like when I pictured my wedding, I pictured all of us like sweaty on the dance floor, like hopping up and down on each other and people might not be comfortable doing that. Like, so what's the fix for that? Or like, what's like, what, what are you going to do in anticipation of if people don't want to be on the dance floor? Yeah. So we've actually, we've, we're kind of thinking of doing some more like interactive things around our wedding and having cool. like different things to do. So if people don't want to be on the dance floor, there's like other entertainment options. I mean, nothing crazy, but just like little fun, little fun things. Um, like we are the property we're getting married at has like a pizza, a pizza oven an outdoor pizza oh. oven. So we were going to like, maybe make like a pizza making station, like, or, you know, where people can pick out the ingredients they want, make their own pizza. Uh-huh. We've talked about, um, we're, it's at a wine. I love that actually, by the way, who doesn't want yeah, pizza I, at a wedding? Jesus, booze, I mean, pizza, Dan for a couple other things we were thinking of is just like we maybe doing like um you know a tarot card reader in the ooh, corner, ooh, ooh, uh, just 
some funny things, or maybe even do like a lot of people I've seen at this actually at weddings where people will, you know, like write on a, on a jean jacket or like, you know, there's like some kind of like arts and crafts component. We are, if things are still crazy, like we've thrown around the idea of doing like masks or people could like, um, you know, we'd have like masks that you could decorate and then we would like donate them somewhere. If things are still like this, I mean, I hope to God they're not, but you never know. Um, we've talked about doing like a martini station. Um, I love that. Yeah. Just like some fun, like some fun little things that people can like, they're not just sitting down because they don't want to be on the dance floor, but they can do some other things around the wedding. And also just to break it up. So it's like, like crowds can be like, like less crowds of people like dispersed throughout the property, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So I also really want to talk about your wedding dress. Uh-huh. The dress. Okay. The dress. <laughs> so explain why you just went, uh, the dress. Oh my gosh. Well, actually, last time last time I was on the Betches Brides podcast, we talked about this a little bit. But I did the dumb thing where I got a dress and I liked my dress, but I was like, I wonder what else is out nope. there. No, 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 no. Why? <laughs> it's, it's like picking baby names. Once you pick it, you are done researching because you will – you will go crazy. You will go so crazy. I, I did this to myself. Like I fully drove myself nuts. I found another dress that I loved and have been just like now, like my old dress, I'm kind of like, ugh, that dress. I don't know. I, I've been going back and forth. I kind of had made the decision when we were going through with our wedding in July. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stick by my dress. Now that I have more time. The sign from the dress gods. I know. But also, I didn't even realize what, what's actually kind of – what kind of sucks about dresses. And for anybody postponing, I did not know this. Um, well, one, a lot of dresses – a lot of dresses, like even if you wanted to keep – if we wanted to keep our wedding date, like our dress – my dress wasn't going to be ready, um, which is scary. What? Okay, yeah. wait. That's something that is shocking to me. Why? Just because these, these aren't essential businesses, so they're shut down? Oh yeah, a lot, and especially oh, I think shit. I read a statistic, and I, I and I might be I might be quoting it wrong, but I think it was something like eighty percent of wedding dresses are made in China. Holy shit! And all factories were shut down for like months. Um, yeah, and 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 I I mean my wedding dress shop was Kleinfeld's, and I actually I talked to them a little bit through it, but they were shut down. They were completely shut down. I couldn't. I had to, and I also live in a different state, so I was going to have to fly to New York. And get my dress fittings, but they weren't open. They right. didn't do my dress fittings. Um, so it was a little bit of a, a disaster there. But another thing I didn't realize is so, you know, when we made the the decision to postpone by a year, when I talked to Kleinfelds, um, you kind of have a couple options where you can, you know, get your dress sent to you. Um, but you also have to, you have to you have to store it properly. Like, I didn't know about this. Let's like, talk you- about this. This is when I heard this, I was like, that is wild. And oh my God, why am I even keeping my dress for my first wedding around? It's probably the color of diarrhea at this point. <laughs> you should check it. But yeah, that's the thing is, I guess like the white wedding dresses are very, very delicate. A lot of them are like handmade um, and the fabrics are, you know, pretty delicate. So they can actually change color. And especially if you're, po- if you're, if you're pushing your, your wedding by, you know, more than six months. Um, and in my case, almost a full year, our wedding dress shop, uh, said that we should probably store it with them because they have facilities where they can like control the temperature. They can make sure like the air (laughs) is out of your dress and store it for you. Um, And of course it's at an additional cost. Of course. Of course. You're paying like rent for your dress basically. So it's basically a storage facility for your dress. Yeah. Can I ask like 
around what how much it is like a month? Like, is it like a throwaway amount or is it like a significant amount? So actually, I am not sure yet because I have until July of when that was when my dress was supposed to be ready that they're storing it for free. Okay. And then I'll have to pay a monthly. I'll have to pay a monthly to keep it there or if I decide to bring it back to Nashville. But another another um, pro to keeping it with your dress shop is then around your date, you can go back and get your alterations done, which, yeah. you know, things are things are probably going to change and shift around come a year from now. So, But that's really good to know. So if you're like obsessed with your dress, then you should definitely call your boutique and like talk to them about, you know, keeping it, I don't know, and cryogenically- <laughs> frozen until your wedding day. Um, but, you know, if you're somebody who is second guessing their dress, then maybe this is like a sign, like, why would you want to invest even more into a dress, right? Mm-hmm. Is that where you're, I mean, like, I'm wondering, like, from a cost perspective, like, what percentage of money will you be spending on preserving a dress that you're aunt about and how much could go towards the new dress? Exactly. And I wish I knew how much it costs because that would obviously play into the decision, you know? Um, so what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to obviously come July when I start have to paying uh, paying a monthly, um, I'm going to keep my eyes open and see if I see any other dresses I like, in which case I would probably just get my dress back and then try to sell it on one of these like yeah. websites. Yes. Um, but if not, I'll just keep paying it. I do, I do, I do know that they, it's like a month to month situation. So you can change your mind. You don't have to like lock yourself in for the whole year. Right. Exactly. At least at my dress shop. It That's could be different. Fucking crazy. I know. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, so let's talk about other things getting postponed. Fun. Um, <laughs> bachelor party shower. What's the deal? Oh, everything. I'm like the true Corona bride trifecta. Like, I feel like I should win a prize because um, I had I had all three major events. I had my bachelorette, um, wedding shower, and wedding all all uh, postponed. But where was um, the bachelorette supposed to be? The bachelorette. So it <laughs> it's kind of funny looking back now because I remember the stay at home orders happened what like March fifteenth, yeah. and my my bachelorette was two weeks after that. And literally like two days leading up to those stay at home orders, like my friends were like, I think this Corona thing is pretty serious. I was like, nah, like we'll be fine by the bachelorette. And, um, of course those, those, uh, those came in, those roles came in and we were like, okay, she probably, she probably canceled this, which was a bummer. Um, you know, it, we kind of made the most of it. Like my, my bachelorette was supposed to be in Cabo in Mexico. Ugh. And like a couple of my girlfriends like sent me like ordered Mexican food to my house. So I had like queso to keep me, you know, <laughs> keep me happy. My, my husband, my future husband made me a very large uh, pitcher of margarita that I took down myself. <laughs> we, made, we made the most of it. We brought Mexico to, to me, but I'm definitely gonna, you know, some people have been like, oh, you know, are you just gonna, is that, was that it? And I'm like, yeah. no, I'm definitely no. still gonna have a bachelorette. We're just gonna move it to next okay. year. But will you keep it in Cabo or are you now like reconsidering everything? 
I'm reconsidering everything. I kind of am in a, a bad situation because I I booked my I booked the um, place that we're staying like directly and like wired money to Mexico. So I'm kind of locked in. I can't. They wouldn't let me cancel. I just had to push the date. Okay. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I hope things are much different a year from now. If not, we'll probably just do something local. And then showers. I mean, I have to ask a real question. Are people like, obviously we're sad about the bachelorette. Obviously we're sad about the wedding. Are we sad about the shower? (laughs) I was actually a little sad about the shower and only, only because I didn't have an engagement party. Okay, that's so fair. I we didn't have an engagement party, and I was already like a little like I didn't think I was gonna care because I've kind of just like through this whole process. I'm like I'm like I'm like the whatever bride. Like I feel like if I could give myself any title, like whenever anybody asks me a decision, I'm like whatever, like whatever works. <laughs> Whatever's cheaper. Um, but I didn't have the engagement party, and I kind of was surprised at how like I was kind of bummed a couple months later. I was like, oh, I missed out on that. So right. I need to do I need to do the things. Right. Um, so I was a little excited for the wedding shower and. But, Can I make a suggestion? And this is just please. me having yes. been a bride and like literally had the world's most uncomfortable, like horrible shower. Literally, it looked like an eighth grade dance where like the boys are on one side and the girls are on the other, except it was my family on one side and my people. And then like his family and his people on the other side. Meanwhile, he's not even there. It's my fucking shower. It was a nightmare. <laughs> um, like literally every, this is my, one of my favorite stories to tell. Every time I'd open a gift from his side of the family. One person, I'm not going to say who, but a person in his family kept going like this, oh, great taste. And every time I opened up a gift from my friends or family, crickets. It was so horrible. It was horrible. It was a nightmare. Literally, I I, I got into fights with people after my shower because that's how horrible it was. It was a fucking nightmare. So anyway- uh, any, I, ha- I hate actually one of my the biggest like fears in my life is opening gifts in front of people. It's like the I worst. hate it. It truly is. Like mine was exceptionally bad because like <laughs> things were just not going well. But like in general, like every shower I've been to, I hate going. If I'm being honest, mm-hmm. and like the watching of the gifts is like so uncomfortable and the stupid ribbon b- b- bonnet is like kill me right now strangle me with these ribbons oh so i feel like what if every bride i mean listen if you're dying to have a shower support whatever you want you get on with your bad self but if there's a bride that's like i don't know this could be weird maybe like make it because you want the gifts that's what the shower is really about so do <laughs> a zoom shower and get them gifts girl and then you can uh. spend like an hour on it and like bada bing you, you you get all the good without any of the bad that's actually that's actually a pretty good idea. I will say I like that idea if I'm doing like a family shower. Yes. But my the shower I was planning was gonna be like like a rager. Like it was just oh. gonna be like no family. Like it was gonna be my friends in New York basically doing a brunch and like guys oh. and girls. Like it was oh. just gonna be like a fun day. Oh, you should have that. But with your family that you yes. don't want to see. I love this one for that. That's perfect. You're like, it's gonna be from one to two PM on a Sunday. Everybody perfect. Get all gussied up and send me gifts before so I can open them. And then you can just sit there and just open and you won't even have to talk. And everybody can just go like this. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> And then if it's like really awkward, you can kind of like, you know, unplug your Wi-Fi or something like that. You know, that's actually brilliant. I'm here for that idea. <laughs> Say like, oh, I got, I get, I get, and then just hang up and be like, sorry, Austin, freeze. <laughs> yeah. You freeze. People are like, I can see you breathing. Okay. Um, and then not, not last because it's important, but it comes after the wedding. Have you, what's what? 
honeymoon. <laughs> it's like, I can't even get it out. Uh, it's the most it important trip of your life. It, is. it hurts. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously the, the honeymoon is off. The honeymoon is off. Like, but we, fully it actually, canceled? Um, yeah, I mean, it's pushed till next year. We're going to say that, but it might, it's probably going to be different than next year will be different than this year. Because, um, if we were going to do it this year, we kind of looked at this as like, you know, I'm pushing 32. My fiance is 38. Our, our honeymoon this year was going to be like, all like crazy, like a last hurrah. We were kind of thinking like, all right, we're probably going to need to wrap this up and start like, start our breeding program pretty soon. Right. So we were going to like literally honeymoon for a six to eight weeks, like both of us work remotely. So we were going to like really, really, really travel. Where are we going to go? All over. We were going to do like a little bit of Europe, maybe like even like a little Bali stint. Uh, We were really going to blow it out. And um, I mean, we'll see what happens next year, but I don't think we're going to be able to kind of do the same the same thing. I know. Which is, we're just going to be living in a different world. Different world for sure. Damn, yeah, girl. that hurts. That definitely. That I'm sorry, I have to ask the hard questions. I'm like Tommy Chung over here. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. So you guys, just so you know, um, we have a great Facebook group. It's called Betches Brides Facebook group. And if you're in need of support right now, which uh, I'm pretty sure everybody is, uh, definitely join Betches Brides Facebook group. It's a community of brides all figuring out how the f to get through wedding planning. So make sure to join. Okay, so. People go in there and they kvetch and, you know, they, they talk about like, is, I mean, it, it can be like light things like, is this, you know, trend for bridesmaids dresses still in or out? But a lot of it right now is like, oh my God, please therapize me. So people go in, <laughs> they like, they, they speak their, their truths and their problems and their misery. And then we all come to their rescue and help them out with their um, issues. So basically a lot of people are looking for advice right now. So oh, bring- I, I'm in that, I'm in the Facebook group and I love it. You know, you get it. I get it. <laughs> I'm here. So this one, we're just going to break one down right now on the, on the episode. So Serena says, ladies, I'm so old school, just the way I was raised. So now that we are a month out and I currently call my father, um, my future in-laws, Mr. and Mrs. and their last name, will, what will you call your in-laws? That's an interesting one. Okay, so she still refers to her soon-to-be in-laws as Mr. and Mrs. Jones, we'll That's say. That's so crazy. That's Girl, crazy. what year is it? Girl, we're in a pandemic. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> you feel weird calling them by the first name? I call my future in-laws by their first names. I call um, my girlfriend's parents by their first name. And I actually was just making fun of my girlfriend's mom the other day. <laughs> she called me. Like, I mean, in a loving way. She just said something funny on a Zoom call. And I was like, there goes Annie. And then she was like, I can, I can, I hear her. She goes, I know you're making fun of me, Taylor, but it's like, that's the comfort level that when we're not even engaged, that's the comfort level that we're at, you know? So to, if, if I was calling Taylor's parents, Mr. And Mrs. Donahue, that would be, I feel like crazy. I'm back in high school. It's like almost like a weird, you know, like I used to do that in high school to my friend's parents, but I know yeah, you're getting married. You gotta, you gotta lighten it, lighten it up. I mean, but what do you call your in-laws? I mean, so if you're this formal, apparently, like I'm sure like even calling them by their first names would be like a radical step. But I mean, do you call your in-laws mom and dad? That seems weird. Doesn't that <laughs> seem weird? I don't, I don't know. I feel like when you have kids, it kind of will change it because you could be like, oh, here's me, ma, you know, yeah. or like whatever you want to call them. I don't Granny, know why I said me, ma. I will not be pop, calling. Pop. <laughs> yeah, whatever you're going to call them. But right. yeah, right now, I mean, I just do first names. 
Yeah, I would. I, I think first names is, is, is safe. Imagine if like I got engaged and then married to my girlfriend. I started calling her parents, mommy and daddy. Like what? That's like a sitcom right there that somebody gets engaged or somebody gets married and they start like referring to their in-laws as like something even like super weird and intimate. My like, skin just crawled a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I only refer to my parents as mommy and daddy when I'm making fun of them calling me and saying it's mommy and daddy calling. Because when they say that, I'm about to get yelled at. And yes, uh, I'm a grown ass woman, but my parents <laughs> still call me on the phone together and tag team me. And they're like, if they say it's mommy and daddy here, I'm like, I am getting in trouble rude, for something. Yeah. I only use it when I need money. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy? No. Just no, that's kidding. totally fair. Actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> haven't, I uh, haven't pulled that one in like that one. two decades. <laughs> yeah. I just say, call them by their first names. Mr. and Mrs. So formal. I feel like a lot of our parents' generations, like even with my friends, they're like, don't call, call me my name, you know? No. no. Yeah. That's- hey, maybe if, it, if they like it, if they like, that's what they want to be called. Yeah, and you, you know, also like, just ask them. Be like, uh, you know, what do you want me to call you? You're going to be my future mother-in-law. What, what would you like? You know, Mrs. Mommy and Mr. Daddy. That's <laughs> what she should call them. <laughs> Mr. Daddy is a name for somebody else in your life, <laughs> not your future father-in-law. <laughs> um, okay, so Serena, that one. yeah, Serena. I hope I hope that helps. I hope we answered all of your questions. Um, before I let you go, Sarah, is there anything else that you want to? I don't know. Let us know about. Yeah. I mean, for any of my Corona brides out there, I am right there with you. I've been putting up a bunch of content. I've been putting up like a little bit of a blog series just through like the each step that I'm going through. Like when I went through my postponement, I posted like how I made my postponement announcement and like where the Etsy template I used and the wording I used and things like that. So I'm trying to like give people some help along the way when they're doing it because each step, I mean, has been not fun and trying to make it a little fun. I also have my podcast, Big Kid Problems. Um, and if you need a laugh, I make lots of memes on the internet that yes, you might you do. enjoy. And they're fabulous. <laughs> what have you been, I mean, I'm sure you get a lot of interaction with your followers. What has been the biggest struggle that other, that other Corona brides like you have been going through? Have been people reaching out for like help or advice on any specific, like one dominating topic? Um, I guess a big thing, and, and I will say like the Corona brides community is so strong. Like I love oh, yeah. my fellow Corona brides. Like every time I post something, like they are messaging me, like we are, we are back and forth, like we are in this together. And I feel like nobody else really understands like how bad this is except for other people going through it. Yeah. Um, some things I've seen is just like getting pushback from family members or another, I made like some joke about, um, how I was getting text, like my well-meaning friends were texting me all the time, like asking me like, Oh, what's happening with the wedding? What's going on like that? And like, those were just driving me nuts. So I feel like a lot of Corona brides out there experiencing that too. Like people are well-meaning and just wanting to know what you're going to do, but like, we don't freaking know, like we're still figuring it out too. Right. That's a big one. Um, and just like, yeah, the pushback from family is, is big. And I hope in the beginning of this, um, I think the first time I ever posted anything about a Corona brides, I got flack from people being like, I can't believe you're upset about a wedding during this, which, uh, obviously like we know like what's going on in the world is crazy and really hard and complaining about a wedding is a luxury at this point, but it doesn't make it any less painful or disappointing. And I think, um, anybody listening who's going through it, just know like your feelings are valid. Yes. It's so unfair. 
it's all relative, you know? Of course we know that people are dying and losing their jobs and we're going to be like in an economic hole forever and our futures are ruined. <laughs> but, you know, weddings still happen and it's still a massive, massive deal. I like, I can remember when I was planning mine, even in the, the midst of misery, even knowing we're not going to make this. We're going to get divorced. I still gave a shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so it's like I gave all the shits. And so it's, it's so unfair to like – it's not yuck your yum. You know what it is? It's unfair because everybody's cuts hurt, okay? Yes. And, you know, yes, we understand the grand scope of everything, but it doesn't mean that what's, what's happening in your, like, sphere that you're living in, whatever that sphere looks like, you know, that you're not experiencing anxiety and depression over the things that are happening. In a wedding, it's supposed to be a once-in-a-lifetime affair, the, like the biggest party of your life, one of your mm -hmm. most very special, special days ever. And, of course, you guys, Corona Brides, have every right in the world to mourn. And don't Preach. let anybody, anybody take that away from you. You 100%. just bitch and moan and post it all over the internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and speaking of that, make sure to join Betch's Brides Facebook group because you can bitch and complain there and all the other brides are right there with you. Misery loves company at its finest. And also we have a newsletter because planning a wedding is stressful AF, especially during during especially during a pandemic. So we just launched a brand new weekly bridal newsletter to help you stay sane. Just go to betches.co slash brides newsletter. And uh, I think it really helps, you know, people get through these trying times. Sarah, thank you for joining us. You are the best. Thanks for having me. This was fun. So fun. And um, I don't know. I think I'll be seeing you really soon. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> and good luck with everything. And honestly, congratulations on postponing. I think it's like, it's got to be just a huge weight lifted. Seriously. It, it really is. I think the lead up to making the decision was really hard. But on the other side of that, it was like a giant weight lifted. I'm like, I've got time. You can sleep just, now, oh. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Sleeping exactly. Has, has improved. And you guys don't forget to follow Sarah at Big Kid Problems. Great account. So funny and so relatable. And it's just like, it's the content that we need during these times. Girl, thank you so much. <laughs> um, you guys, that's it for us today. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Tell your friends. Give us reviews. Write us up. You know the whole shebang. We'll be back next week with another great podcast. Until then, bye, girl. Betches.